Welcome to Puritans Read, where we read aloud great Puritan works, authors, and biographies. Today, episode 51 of The Christian's Daily Walk by Henry Scudder. Brother Scudder is continuing to elaborate on grounds of false hope discovered and removed. Number eight. Some others go further. They acknowledge that God's justice must be satisfied and they think it is satisfied for them, dreaming of universal redemption by Christ, who indeed is said to die to take away the sins of the world, John one twenty nine. This causes their conscience to be quiet, notwithstanding that they live in sin. It must be granted that Christ gave himself a ransom for all. 1 Timothy 2.6 This ransom may be called general and for all in some sense. But how? Namely, in respect of the common nature of man which he took and of the common cause of mankind, which he undertook. And in itself, it was of sufficient price to redeem all men, and because applicable to all, without exception, by the preaching and ministry of the gospel. And so it was intended by Christ that the plaster should be as large as the sore, and that there should be no defect in the remedy, that is, in the price or sacrifice of himself offered upon the cross, by which man should be saved, but that all men, and each particular man, might, in that respect, become salvable by Christ, yet... Does not the salvation of all men necessarily follow hereupon? Nor must any part of the price which Christ paid he held to be superfluous, though many be not saved by it. But know that the application of the remedy and the actual fruit of this all-sufficient ransom redounds to those who are saved only by that way and means which God was pleased to appoint, which in the case of adults is faith. John three sixteen one twelve. By which Christ is actually applied, which condition many to whom the gospel does come make impossible to themselves through a willful refusal of the gospel and salvation itself by Christ upon those terms which God does offer it. Upon this sufficiency of Christ's ransom and intention of God and Christ that it should be sufficient to save all is founded that general offer of Christ to all and to each particular person to 
whom the Lord shall be pleased to reveal the gospel. Matthew sixteen fifteen, twenty eight nineteen. Likewise, that universal precept of the gospel commanding every man to repent and believe in Christ Jesus. Matthew 3, 2, 7, 8, Mark 1, 15, Acts 17, 30. As also the universal promise of salvation made to everyone that shall believe in Christ Jesus. John three sixteen. Although, in one sense, it is true, Christ may be said to have died for all. Yet, let no one think to enjoy the benefits of his precious death and sacrifice without serious diligence to make their calling and election sure. For God did intend this all-sufficient price for all, otherwise to his elect in Christ, than to those whom he passed by and did not elect. For he intended this not only out of a general and common love to mankind, but out of a peculiar love to his elect. He gave not Christ equally and alike to save all, and Christ did not so lay down his life for the reprobate as for the elect. Christ so died for all that his death might be applicable to all. He so died for the elect that his death might be actually applied unto them. He so died for all that they might have an object of faith and that if they should believe in Christ, they might be saved. But he so died for the elect that they might actually believe and be saved. Hence it is that Christ's death becomes effectual to them and not to the other, though sufficient for all. Now that many believe not, they having the means of faith, the faith is in themselves. Matthew eight fourteen and 15, Acts 28, 26 and 27, Isaiah 6, 9. Through their willfulness or negligence, but that any believe to salvation is of God's grace. Matthew thirteen eleven. Attending his election, Acts thirteen forty eight, and Christ dying out of his especial love for them, and not of the power of man's free will. God sending his gospel and giving the grace of faith and new obedience to those whom of his free grace he has ordained to eternal life, both where he pleases and when he pleases, John 3, 8. Furthermore, it must be considered that, notwithstanding the all-sufficiency of Christ's death, whereby the new covenant of grace is ratified and confirmed, the covenant is not absolute, but 
conditional. Now what God proposes conditionally, no man must take absolutely. For God has not said that all men, without exception, shall be saved by Christ's death. Although he saith, Christ died for all, but salvation is promised to those only who repent and believe. Mark 1, 15, 16, 6. Wherefore, notwithstanding Christ's infinite merit, whereby he satisfied for mankind, and notwithstanding the universality of the offer of salvation to all to whom the gospel is preached. Both scripture and experience show that not all, nor yet the most, shall be saved, and that because the number of them who repent and unfeignedly believe, whereby they make particular and actual application of Christ and his merits to themselves are fewest. For of those many that are called, few are chosen. Matthew twenty sixteen. Wherefore, let none ignorantly dream of an absolute universal redemption, as many simple people do. For though Christ be said to suffer, to take away the sins of the whole world, John 1, 29, 1 John 2, 2, yet the scripture saith that the whole world of unbelievers and of ungodly men shall perish eternally. 2 Peter 2, 5, Jude 14, 15. Nine, many will yield that they must have faith and repentance and that they must be engrafted into Christ and become new creatures, else they cannot hope to be saved. But they think they are all this already, whence follows quiet of conscience. Whereas when it comes to the trial their faith and repentance are found not to be sound, as will thus appear. They think they have faith, number one, because they believe the whole scripture to be the good word of God. Number two, they believe not only that there is a God, but that Jesus Christ is the Son of God and Savior of the world. Yea, according to the letter, they believe all the articles of the Christian faith. Number three, they think they are believers because they have been baptized and have given their names unto Christ. They profess the only true religion. They have the very true form of godliness in all the external exercises of religion. Luke eight twenty six. Whereas, if they believe no more, nor better, they may know that their faith is only an historical and general faith, or only a temporary faith at the best. 
necessary indeed to salvation, but not sufficient to save? The devils believe as much as the first. James 2.29 And very hypocrites may and do profess and do as much as the second and third. The Apostle Paul, having to do with hypocritical Jews, who, because of their form of knowledge and profession, though without practice, did nourish in themselves a vain persuasion that they should be saved, removed this false ground of their hope, thus saying, he is not a Jew who is one outwardly, but he is a Jew who is one inwardly. Neither is that circumcision which is outward in the flesh, but that which is of the heart, in the spirit, and not in the letter, whose praise is not of men, but of God. Romans 2, 28-29. In like manner, Peter assures all Christians that the baptism, which is only a putting away of the filth of the flesh, does not save. 1 Peter three twenty one. But that baptism, which gives proof that the heart is sprinkled from an evil conscience, as well as the body washed with pure water, Hebrews 10.22, showing itself by the answer which a good conscience makes in believing the truth. 1 Peter 3.21 Consenting unto and embracing the new covenant, whereof baptism is a seal, of which anciently men of years made profession when they were baptized. Neither is it anything worth to have the form of godliness in profession when the power thereof is denied by an evil conversation. 2 Timothy 3.5 For however such as these are most apt to claim an interest in Christ, Luke 13.26 Yet, so long as their faith is not a particular faith, drawing with it affiance and soul reliance on Christ for salvation, declaring its truth and life by endeavoring to perform the new covenant on their part by new obedience in all manner of good works. Our Savior professes that he knows them not, but bids them depart from him because they were workers of iniquity. Luke thirteen twenty seven. This concludes episode 50 of The Christian's Daily Walk by Henry Scudder.